a KQED television production. It kind of was like the bang that set off the night. That is the funkiest restaurant. The honey walnut prawns will make your insides smile. So. <laughs> More tortillas, please. <laughs> what is comfort food if it isn't gluten and grease? I love creme brulee. <laughs> the octopus should have been like quadrupus because it was really small. And you know that when you split something, all the calories evaporate and then there's none. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the 2015 Subaru Impreza are available at local Subaru dealers. Subaru, online at Subaru.com. Integrated Resources Group, over 10,000 slabs in stock today. IRG in Brisbane and Dublin, online at MarbleCompany.com. Natural Mattress Systems from European Sleepworks, working to improve comfort and wellness for over 40 years. European Sleepworks in Berkeley, online at sleepworks.com. Oakland International Airport, with service to Europe, Mexico, Hawaii, and across the USA. Park close, fly on time. Learn more at exploronics.com. Support KQED's vehicle donation program and donate a car to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by cars. Thank you. Hi, I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check Please Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests, and each one recommends one of their favorite spots, and the other two go check them out to see what they think. First, marketing manager Jake Lawrence was born and bred in Berkeley. His lifelong mission is to find the perfect restaurant, one that feels like an extension of his living room. And writer and mother of two, Megan Malone, fills her pages with elegant prose and her plate with local organic produce. Her wine country focus reveals a hidden gem delivering Mediterranean flavors. And administrator and empty nester, Paul Eliasson, rarely cooks at home anymore. He prefers dining out to experience the diversity the Bay Area offers. But when all is said and done, he's happy to drive all the way to Geary Boulevard in San Francisco to his favorite spot called Lou's Cafe. My brothers and I grew up in the San Francisco area trying all the great sandwiches. My mom worked at a deli department for 20 plus years. We all got together and said, hey, why can't we do it ourselves? I'm Mark Brodith. I'm Vince Brodith. Hi, I'm TJ Brodith, along with my parents, Louie and Romana Brodith. We are the owners of Lou's Cafe. So Lou's Cafe started about five years ago. We decided to name after my dad, Louie, but we wanted to put our heart and souls into a quality sandwich, but at the same time, provide it with a special sauce. We were just in the kitchen of our, our mom's house um, one day, and we were just kind of just saying, okay, we need to have a perfect sauce. Back and forth, back and forth, okay, and then finally we came up with the final ingredients. We put our own little twist to our own sandwich with the Louie special sauce, complemented with the jalapeno spread. With the blessings of the success on Geary, uh, we have two other locations, one on Terrell and 25th, and the second one is on Pine Street and Front in downtown San Francisco. So the great thing about our sandwiches here at Lou's Cafe is you can either enjoy it in our own cafes, or you can take it with you to go to enjoy with your friends and share the flavor of Lou's throughout the whole Bay Area. 
Okay, Paul, it's called Lou's Cafe, but it's really a sandwich shop, isn't it? It is. The sandwich is the star of the, the deli, or the, the sandwich shop. So you walk into Lou's Cafe and you're greeted with this board of 25 gourmet sandwiches calling to you to come try me, try me. My wife, she usually goes and gets the Lubin, which is a play on the Reuben. It comes with pastrami, turkey, provolone cheese. Now what makes Lou's special is that it has a Lou sauce, which is a garlic mayonnaise aioli spread, along with their jalapeno spread, which is an olive oil based spread. So those two spreads, along with the sandwich, makes it kind of a unique sandwich. My wife can never finish it, so that means an extra sandwich for me on the way home. <laughs> so, so you get one and a half. Yes, really? yes, uh, yes. So when I'm not watching my girlish figure, I'll, I'll look up at the board, and if I'm indecisive, I have the LLB special staring right at me. Okay. So it has roast beef, turkey, ham, Swiss, and provolone, mm -hmm. along with those accoutrements that I mentioned, and that comes on a Dutch crunch. So heating it up adds the crunch to the Dutch crunch, right. otherwise it'd be just Dutch. Right. Just Dutch. Dutch. Right. <laughs> And uh, quite filling. <laughs> quite filling. And, and what was your experience when you went, Jake? Yeah, I was kind of shocked, too. I went in there. I thought it was going to be a cafe. It was a deli. Um, there were students there. There were some professionals, some locals from the neighborhood. Um, there was, you know, good service, except for it is a self-serve deli. And right. I got the Roma uh, turkey sandwich, which had the jalapeno spread, as you mentioned. And it was so big. And I thought it was delicious. But it, again, I had another sandwich for later. So <laughs> you couldn't it. hit it. Right. And, and it's really affordable. I mean, right. did you find this, Megan? I mean, you're Absolutely. looking at 8 or $9 for a sandwich that in most places was, would cost 20 Well, there was a gentleman who was sitting next to me. He was obviously a regular as we were standing in line, and I was kind of trying to decide what to get. He said, don't worry, everything is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And he was sitting next to us with his brother. There were these big burly guys, and they were splitting a sandwich. Mm. And it was obvious <laughs> that, that it, it was definitely um, suitable for them to split the sandwich. Because right. I feel um, guilty. I, I could finish mine. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I can finish mine, don't you worry about that. All right. I was really impressed with the quality of the sandwiches. The produce is really delicious, crunchy lettuce, um, the tomatoes had a nice acidity to them, and, and um, they were nice firm tomatoes. The bread was obviously very fresh. Um, one of the, the sandwiches that we tried that I really enjoyed was the um, Kick and RB with mm -hmm. roast beef, um, fresh horseradish. It had the Lou's special sauce, which I agree is really kind of the main attraction. Sure. Some pepper jack cheese. I felt like the horseradish was a little bit oversold on the menu. They said it's very spicy, very hot, and it was just kind of a gentle kick. And I also had the impression that if you kind of um, try to tailor your sandwich as you get to know this sandwich shop better, you can make your own adjustments and really make it an incredible experience. I definitely would recommend the jalapeno spread because the jalapeno spread is unique. You're not gonna get that at a different, you know, any other deli I've been to. And so it's actually adds a little bite. It adds a little like kick to the, your sandwich and it, it's distinct. And you can get salads and other sure. things, but they it's, have like it really seven is. salads. They have mm -hmm. breakfast served all day. I mean, you're talking bang for your buck. I, I never noticed it until this last time I went in. I mean, their lattes and espresso drinks are like a dollar to a dollar fifty less than you know your chain coffee houses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I like to enjoy Lou's by taking it out. Parking is hard to find. Mm. Uh, you know, they wrap it in that butcher paper. Now you might have to wait in line. Yeah. Do you experience that? Yes. Um, when we pulled up, it was a Saturday, and it was the prime lunchtime on a Saturday, um, oh, and yeah. the line was going out the door. 
I actually appreciated a little extra time because the menu is so extensive, I felt like I needed some time to decide what I was going to eat. Um, but I was uh, pleasantly surprised by the speed at which the sandwiches came out, um, even with a, a large crowd. I concur, but I would also say that there wasn't a line when I was there, but there's so much catering going on. Yeah. That actually affects the turnout sure. of your sandwich. And call-in orders. But they have great 80s music in the background, so. <laughs> And any tricks for avoiding the lines? It sounds like you've uh, been there a lot over the years. Any trick going on an off time? Well, you, do you definitely call ahead and send a wife to go get it while you double park. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. And did you go with your your family and your kids? And um, I actually went with a friend, but I would definitely come back with my kids. I, I really felt like it would be a great place to stop on the way to one of the museums in Golden Gate Park or to the zoo to grab lunch to then eat later. And I really appreciated that they have a kids menu. So you can get a sandwich that's not quite as large for the smaller people in your party and not pay the same price. Who might not like garlic aioli. Indeed. Right. <laughs> All right, this is your spot. Wrap it up for us, Paul. Well, with the city getting a bad rep for being too expensive, Lou's Cafe definitely bucks the trend. Uh, go to Lou's Cafe, get a sandwich. All right, and Megan? Uh, three words, Lou's special sauce. <laughs> really shine, and um, it's a great value, a great place to grab uh, the fixins for a delicious picnic. All right, and Jake? Yeah, it's a great value. Um, you're going to have to deal with the lines, so maybe bake that into you know your timeline as far as going to eat there. It's um, delicious and thought it was you know overall good value. I'd be back. All right. If you would like to try Lou's Cafe on Geary Boulevard, it's at 14th Avenue in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-379-4429. It's open for breakfast, lunch, and early dinner Monday through Friday, breakfast and late lunch on Saturday. Reservations are not accepted, and the average tab without drinks is around $15. Small and trendy, Jake's Neighborhood Bistro is a dining location with a pedigree and a commitment to fresh and local California-centric menus. Supporting their community and local charities makes them good citizens too. To taste cuisine at its best in Alameda, visit Papo. Ever since I was 11 years old, I've wanted to own my own restaurant. Kept working my way up, and then finally, 10 years ago, I opened Papo Restaurant right across the street from the Alameda Theater. My name is John Thiel. I'm the chef owner of Papo Restaurant in Alameda. Alameda is a great place. It used to be a vacation area in the early 1900s. Now it's a small community of families. The weather is always about 10 degrees warmer, which is what we love here. Our menu is very simple. It's uh, very seasonally focused. California cuisine, comfort food, the best quality produce, the cleanest meats. We know exactly where our fish is coming from and it feels really good to be able to serve that to our customers. I also have my own wine label here at the restaurant made for us by a local winemaker designed to go with all of the cuisine that we're serving. We're turning 10 years old in October and we're really excited to be here. We really have become quite a big part of feeding our community and the whole team here at Papo really genuinely wants to make people happy.
All right, Jake, so is this really an extension of your living room? You feel like you could just stretch out and put your feet up? That's right. Up? I mean, I feel so at home there. Yeah. So when I go, I mean, it's the ambiance, it's the people, the service, the food. It truly is one of my favorite restaurants in all the Bay Area. And it's been there over a decade. Yeah. So it's stood the test of time. The first, you know, Zagat rated restaurant in Alameda, really. Right. And for the last year, I just can't get away from the chicken sandwich. Okay. It's just amazing. The way that the challah bread and the breaded chicken and the aioli just all play together with the cabbage slaw is just, I just can't find a chicken sandwich like that anywhere An else I go. explosion in your mouth. It truly is. It's succulent and it really just kind of resonates all your taste buds. Yeah. The fried olives are amazing because they're very, you know, they're very, you know, fresh, but there's an anchovy paste in the middle and they're just like something I've never had. And so you get that. The Caesar salad is wonderful. It's a large salad, very crisp, very fresh, all sourced, you know, from local farmers. So it's pretty amazing. And Chef Teal, chef and owner, has really focused on getting that local uh, angle to it, whether it's the wines, which we'll talk about, or the cuisine. Now, what did you have when you went, Megan? We definitely started with the fried olives as well, and we were not disappointed. They were kind of crispy, hot, little umami explosions. Um, the only criticism I had about those was that I wish there were more of them because they were so tasty. Um, we also had some house-made pastas, um, a gnocchi um, that was it was very light. The, the pasta itself just kind of melted in your mouth. It was really um, delicious. Um, but the sauce that it was served with um, had corn and tomatoes. It was a little bit under-seasoned, unfortunately. But I had the house-made pappardelle with the duck, which was fantastic. And um, it was rich and flavorful. Um, the duck was very, very tender. The pasta itself um, was obviously homemade. And um, that was a big hit around the table. And we also had the chicken sandwich accompanied by the garlic fries. And the uh, compliment that was given to the fries was, these are just as good as ballpark fries. So. <laughs> I personally had the uh, duck leg with a panzanella salad with sliced nectarines and blueberries with the light vinaigrette dressing. Mm. This right here would scream to me California cuisine. The duck was cooked perfectly, uh, wasn't too oily or dry. My wife had the goat stuffed cheese ravioli uh, and a garlic white sauce. Mm. Talk about rich but delicious. And uh, my sister-in-law who came with us had the lamb uh, bolognese. And definitely the lamb was the star of that. Of that, that dish. dish yeah. yeah, I mean, the lamb is so succulent and marinated with this great sauce, and it's right. just delicious. I mean, I really feel as if when you go there, every dish has TLC. Right. And the chef, owner John, really kind of takes a look at what's fresh and seasonal. And, and what's local. I mean, he worked local. at Bay Wolf and certainly has a pedigree yes. before opening Papo. And, you yeah. know, they do this thing on Thursday night, which is the market dinner, right. where he actually goes to the different farmers markets locally and puts together a four-course meal. That's not only affordable, exactly. but also his, his passion for the different uh, meals. For local for and local, local ingredients, yeah. which I thought on the wine list was very interesting. It's not a large wine list, but um, it's very well priced. Right. You can get, you know, right. a lot of wines under $45. I had the teal Pinot Noir. I'm a uh -huh. Pinot Noir girl. And, um, Me too. I, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, it was a really nice fruit-forward Pinot, um, paired nicely with the duck and the gnocchi and the chicken sandwich. It's one right. of the great things about Pinot. What about service? Hands down, great service. Very efficient without being over pushy. Mm -hmm. But you know, for that price point, you expect good service, and they, they gave right. you good service. Do you feel the price point was was on par with the food you with got? With the food, I mean, you're getting locally sourced food. Um, so I, I agree, it is it, it is on par mm -hmm. with the menu. Did you feel like you were in his living room? 
Well, if I was in his living room, I'd probably have my feet up with the remote, so. And what about service for you, Megan? It was a little slow for us, unfortunately, and I think that that could have been a, um, part of the, the night that we attended. It was a Saturday night. Mm. There was a street fair going mm. on. They were quite busy, but um, they were, everyone was very friendly, and certainly the value was excellent. Um, both my husband and I said if we lived closer to Alameda, we would come to this spot all the time. time. Now the big question, desserts. Jake, what is your, your go-to pick? Oh gosh, there's so many different ones that I've tried, but what I had at this meal was an espresso ice cream on mm -hmm. a dark chocolate cake, and it mm. was perfect, actually, for this meal. We were kind of debating about whether to get dessert at all, but I'm really glad that we did. We got a, a cinnamon bread pudding with a strawberry coulis, mm -hmm. really fresh strawberries, obviously local, and very strong cinnamon flavor. Yeah. All right, this is your spot, Jake. Give us a quick summary. Yeah. It, to me, Papo's one of the best restaurants in all the Bay Area. I go back there frequently because the food is great, the service is great. It really does feel like a living room. It's cool, warm, and great ambiance. All right, Megan. I felt like Papo really um, exemplifies California cuisine. The commitment to seasonal and local is, is very evident in everything, and I would recommend it to anyone going to Alameda. And Paul, would you go back? Sure, if you're on the island of Alameda, great place. All right, if you would like to try Papo, it's on Central Avenue at Park Street in Alameda. The telephone number is 510-337-9100. It's open for dinner Wednesday through Sunday. Reservations are recommended, and the average tab without drinks is around $30. In the wine business, we have a saying, people talk dry but drink sweet. Sweetness and fruitiness are often confused. So what is sweetness? The measure of grape sugar at harvest, the measure of sugar added to unfinished wine, the measure of residual sugar left in the finished wine. The answer is C. Sugar is not added back into the wine to make it sweet. Wine is sweet because of natural sugar left in the wine. Sugar is what turns into alcohol during winemaking. When winemakers stop this process before all the sugar is converted to alcohol, you have residual sugar, and that's what you taste. So you can have fruity flavors even if the wine is dry. Now ain't that sweet. Exotic Mediterranean flavors shine at Megan's Pick, where traditional ingredients and spices reflect a proud legacy of a vast trading empire. Now fresh ingredients are served up in modern Portuguese style. Tucked away just steps from the plaza in Sonoma, follow the fragrant aromas to La Salette Restaurant. We immigrated here when I was two years old. My dad sold his only three possessions, which was a milk cow and two oxen. My name is Manuel Azevedo. I'm the chef owner of La Salette Restaurant in Sonoma. I named the restaurant after my mother. When we opened La Salette Restaurant, it was a bit daring because there weren't any other Portuguese restaurants in the area or even in California to speak of. We call our cuisine here Cozinha Nova Portuguesa. That means new Portuguese kitchen. It essentially means that I have, as a chef, one foot in Portugal and one foot in Sonoma Valley. I bring the flavors from Portugal, but I source locally. That's truly a family business. My wife, Kimberly, of course, has been involved since we opened the restaurant. Uh, my daughter, Nezare, also comes in to help when she's not in school. And then, of course, my mother helps out whenever she can. The rooster on my apron is called the Gala of the Barcellers, and it represents honesty and integrity. Our food is honest, good food. We, we hire wonderful, good people that genuinely care for the guests. So this reminds us all the time of what, what we're here for and how we're supposed to behave. Yeah.
Now, what's so cool about this restaurant, Megan, is it's Portuguese food, which you don't get a lot of in the Bay Area. Absolutely. We were so excited to discover La Salette, and it does feel like a discovery because it's down kind of a little passageway tucked off from the plaza in Sonoma. And it definitely has influences from many different regions around the world. And um, all of those flavors really pair nicely with the wines of Sonoma. But um, I have always really appreciated the fact that the food um, kind of celebrates the spirit of the wine country while being something a little bit different from the sort of typical California cuisine. I always go back to the calderada, which is the fisherman's stew, and mm -hmm. it has a rich um, saffron-infused broth with lots of different kinds of seafood. It kind of depends um, what season you go, what the seafood will actually be, but usually it's clams, mussels, um, a piece of fish, big head-on prawns. Um, mm -hmm. It's the kind of dish that you don't want to eat if you're wearing a white dress <laughs> or maybe make a bib, a bib. Um, yeah. but it's, it's really um, delicious and fresh. And we also love to do the Tosca tasting platter at the beginning of the meal. Um, they have many different cheeses and meats and um, ham and pigs ears, <laughs> which I'm a sucker for. I did actually the sampler plate as well, mm -hmm. um, and they had so many things right. that were sourced locally, and right. it was delicious. You know, we started the meal with that. They gave us something that is like a tomato water to mm -hmm. begin the meal, which I thought was such a nice touch. A little amused bush, but yes. For, for I, I was getting excited. I thought it was a shot of alcohol, <laughs> but it was really good. It did have the serrano. Right. It had the serrano ham and right. little bits of cucumber. It was a good way to cleanse your palate before mm -hmm. the and get it ready the for the sure. for the onslaught of all those right. flavors. Right. Uh, the one appetizer that really stood out in our mind was the heirloom tomato salad. Nice, juicy, plump heirloom tomatoes sliced on a bed of chickpea puree, chopped almonds on it, Moroccan olives. It was really good. We also had the Portuguese national soup, mm -hmm. caldo verde, verde. Mm -hmm. and it was thickened with tomatoes, with linguiça and collard greens. But it was very good. It was good. And you eat that a lot in Portugal. I've been yeah. to Portugal a lot of times. Well, the funny thing is I had a sister-in-law who was with us who just came back from Portugal, so mm -hmm. uh, she definitely gave it thumbs up. It validated uh, that it was authentic. And what did you have for a main course? I had the courses. Do you had the color well. of that Yeah, stuff. and you know, I thought it was just amazing. I mean, and the way that it was, it was like swimming in this sauce was just, it was exceptional. And you had a chance to pair that with some Portuguese wines. They actually have a beautiful selection of Portuguese wines, mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite countries for not just port, but for dry wines. So you're drinking right now a little Vino Verde, mm. which is a region in northern Portugal, and the Great Friday is, is Lorero in this one. I also had a, a fisherman stew, but my wife had the risotto with uh, giant prawns. Came with the uh, uni butter peas mm, right. that were al dente, and I was found myself picking at her dish as well as mine. <laughs> you're allowed if you're married. Sure, sure, <laughs> and it was really good. And what about desserts? Because again, you can indulge in exotic flavors. Absolutely. With these and desserts. one of the best things about this restaurant, in my opinion, is your ability to indulge in multiple things at dessert because most of their desserts are kind of a flight. And I usually go with the traditional but adventurous flight, which um, has a, a little ice cream sandwich with almond ice cream and a fig cake and then a rice pudding and um, little donuts. And they're about the size of those fried olives from Popo. They're just melt in your mouth, covered in sugar, crispy, warm, delicious. And if you wash them down with a little bit of port, then That's you know, life is life is good, exactly. right? <laughs> and I, I've never had a bad experience with the service mm -hmm. there. It's warm, attentive, but not cloying. I feel like they provide a really comfortable experience without um, hovering. And felt the same way? I did. I mean, I felt like they did not rush me to my entrees. So when we had the sandwich, platter and you know we were just getting seated and kind of warmed to the restaurant they did not rush us to our entrees which really stood out and they were very attentive throughout our meal
Excellent. This is your restaurant, Megan. Give us a quick summary. I recommend La Salette to locals and tourists alike. It's a nice alternative to the um, restaurants in Sonoma that offer kind of more expected cuisine and um, the service is fantastic and um, good value to be had there. All well. right, and Paul? If you're in the wine region, touring out of towners or going wine tasting, stop by La Salette. Bring your dog, it's dog friendly. They have a patio city. Excellent. All right, and Jake? Yeah, I thought it was an amazing, like, outdoor patio, very conversational, very romantic, good service. Uh, I think you definitely, if you're in the wine region, you should definitely go there. It is a little expensive, but it's still a good value. All right, if you would like to try La Salette Restaurant, it's on 1st Street East at Napa Street in Sonoma. The telephone number is 707-938-1927. It's open every day for lunch and dinner. Reservations are recommended, and the average dinner tab without drinks is around $30. I have to thank my great guests on this week's show, Paul Eliason, who drives miles to the sandwich hotspot with the special sauce, only found at Lou's Cafe in San Francisco, and Jake Lawrence and Papo, the Alameda location featuring California cuisine and the weekly market dinner for locals. And Megan Malone, whose tucked away Sonoma location features a modern take on traditional Portuguese flavors at La Salette Restaurant. Don't forget to go to our website at kqed.org slash check, please, to watch every episode, subscribe to the podcast, and find information and links to all the restaurants featured. It's also where you can apply to be a guest on the show and where you can read my notes on the wines we're drinking and enjoying today. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter for exclusive behind-the-scenes clips, pics, and notes from me. Facebook is the place to tell us what you think and share your dining experiences. We love hearing from you. So join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check, Please! Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 Check, Please! Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the 2015 Subaru Impreza are available at local Subaru dealers. Subaru, online at Subaru.com. Integrated Resources Group, over 10,000 slabs in stock today. IRG in Brisbane and Dublin, online at MarbleCompany.com. Natural Mattress Systems from European Sleepworks, working to improve comfort and wellness for over 40 years. European Sleepworks in Berkeley, online at sleepworks.com. Oakland International Airport, with service to Europe, Mexico, Hawaii, and across the USA. Learn more at iflyoak.com. Onyx, Team Talk, Redefined. Learn more at exploreonyx.com. Support KQED's vehicle donation program and donate a car to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by cars.